Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So we, we, our topic today is, is who we are. I don't know. Um, we passed the slides. Sorry. Who we are. Who we are. When you read the, when you come across the programs of the church, or the logo of the church, you would see that we have a strap line, which is a scripture from Revelations that says that these are the people that are called out of, called out of a place into another generation. So one thing I will just start from is that it is important that. One thing which the devil has always succeeded in doing that he failed Adam, Adam, the first Adam failed, and the second Adam, who is Jesus, had to answer that question. He is, who are you? You know, when the devil was going to tempt Jesus, he said, if you are the son of God, Turn these stones to bread. What was he arguing about? The definition of who he thought he was. When Jesus was about to release the greatest key for the church, which is that whatsoever you bind on earth has been bound in heaven, what Jesus said, Jesus, the question started for who do people say I am? Because how you will succeed as a Christian is bound on the definition of who you think you are. How a church will either advance or retreat is a definition of who they are, which is as an understanding of who Jesus is. That is why the Bible calls the scripture a mirror. The song we normally sing says, Big belly in immortal on what you should write in immortal. Sorry for those who can't speak in Robert. He said, like, immortal sub be motil. Immortal sub be motil. Immortal sub be motil. So basically, it doesn't only tell you who you are, it tells you what you ought to be. Does that make sense? So God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, can I have. Um, I want so it's important that we I didn't catch that sorry <laughs> I don't have my notes so I'm just going through what I have anyway. so what I'm saying is this sorry it's going to be with them is that when so let's see how Jesus how God defined people and I'm going to pick it from the book of Revelations. As we begin to look at ourselves and the definition which God gave. Now, the Bible says that John to the seven churches which are in Asia, so basically these are all Christians. And he said grace and peace from, from him who was, who is and who, and, sorry, who was and who is to come. 
and the, to the seven spirits of uh, for, sorry from the seven spirits before his throne from Jesus the faithful witness the firstborn from the dead I will first of all point something here for you to see before now the scripture will refer to Jesus as the only begotten son but when you see the scriptures after the death and resurrection the Bible will not refer to Jesus as the only begotten son the Bible will refer to him as the first thank you so why did the Bible why would the Bible change tone from calling Jesus the only son to be calling him the first. Because Jesus changed that definition when he met Mary Magdalene at the, at the um, tomb. He said, go and tell them that I am going to our father. Mm. So the definition of Jesus changed from the only begotten son to become the first. So that means that he has brothers. Does this make sense? So the Bible says he is the first. Now it did not only now say you have thought you would say he is the first born from God. It did not say that. He said he is the first from the dead. Now, Jesus was not the first person from the dead. Nazareth was. At least the one that we know. The prophet raised death. So what death is the Bible talking about? The first that came out from spiritual death. The first one that sin brought down and was able to resurrect. So when Jesus is, when they say that he is the first among the dead, is that just as Jesus resurrected from conquered sin, he would not be the first one. Sorry, he would not be the last one. He was the first. Does this make sense? Yeah. We are trying to define ourselves in a very short time that we have is that Jesus, the Bible says now he, he is, now remember that he was writing to the church so I will say that he is the firstborn among the dead and the ruler over over the things of the earth let's go on please to him who loved us that's Jesus to him who loved us. And the Bible says, who washed us from our sins by his own blood. The Bible did not say who is washing us. I mean, is that what you did? It said, who washed See, when you have 
Why is the devil, each time he wants to attack, from Genesis to the day of Jesus, why is he always starting from the point of who you are? Because if you don't know the value of who you are, you are going to be ready to sell it for anything. That's why when Jesus he said, he told him, he said, the first question was, if you are the son of God, turn this stone to bread. He now began to follow it by saying, you know what? If you bow down, I will give you this whole, what was it that he was selling? What was it? What did he first attack? His identity. the first thing he attacked. Do you think that God really loves you? He told you not to hit all of these things. There is something more than you are, than you are losing. Questioning are standing with God. And as soon as that dropped, he can sell anything. His strategy has ever been the same. He hasn't changed. Now, let me give you an example. The Bible says that to whom who loved us and has washed us by his blood. Now, when you are the Bible, and this happens to us when Christ died and when you gave your life to Christ. Now, one thing I want you to know is this. Let me give you an example. Most people either struggle with things because of the value of the bats that the bats that we value. I'll give you, I'll, I'll explain what I'm saying. There is the natural bat and there's the spiritual bat. Somebody says, ah, men are normally promiscuous. Why? Because it is men that do that kind of thing. The problem and the challenge is that we don't, you are not understanding where, how you were giving birth to as a Christian. If I begin to accept, ah, my daddy is, when he rages in anger, that's why I'm raging. Like, you cannot, you cannot change me. It is because you still think it is your father that gave back to you. You have forgotten, or the devil has sold you something that you do not recognize that when you met Christ, you were born again. Does that make sense? Because if you think you were born by the first Adam that fell, you would always struggle because your mindset is, ah, I used to tell people that. If you need to understand how the scripture is split. Psalm 51, he said, If David was in the New Testament, David would say, In sin did my mother conceive me but I was not born into sin. 
If that was right, this would be wrong. That's why you have this one in Revelation. You have that one in Psalms. Does that mean that you will not make mistakes? No. But it just means that I know that this is not my lifestyle. I should not naturally be doing this. Why? Because where I, the person that gave back to me does not behave this way. Does that make sense to us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May God grant us grace. Amen. See, because if you don't understand these things, there are a couple of things in the scriptures that people will not get. The Bible says, and he has made us kings. Now please notice the sentences that the scripture is using. See, when the Bible says that, the Yoruba Bible, the Yoruba Bible says, king ni noromi, it is beyond what God said. It also includes how he said it. That's why when Jesus was referring to people, Jesus said, is it not written in your scriptures that ye are God? That is why when you see Isaiah says, by his stripes, you are healed. By his stripes, you are healed. When you read that same scripture, when Peter was going to quote it, what did Peter say? By his stripes, we were healed. The same scripture. Why did he change it? Because one was speaking before the cross and one was speaking after the cross. But if you are reading scripture, you think you are saying the same thing. But they are not. So if you don't understand or value certain things in the scriptures, you will just think, well, it is just, this is what he's saying. But that is not what he's saying. So we'll go ahead and we'll just, you know, as we're talking about who we are. And he said he has made us, made pastors, us kings and priests, to God and his Father, to him be all glory and dominion forever. Amen. Now, when the Bible hands things with Amen, what he's saying is that this statement is settled and sealed. That's why Amen means so be it. Let me interest you so that you can know where you can hide in the Bible and where you are not permitted to hide. Every scripture that you read from the Gospels, every one of it ends in a single word. Amen. Revelations Read the last verse. 
Ephesians. Read the Lazarus. Can we have can we have people who just who randomly open open the Bible, whatever scripture you want to open? Let's see Revelations. Let's see Timothy. Let's see Philippians, the last scripture. Those scriptures that I have called. Revelation of Yeah. Okay, ma'am. Any other person? Jude. What does the end with? Amen. Amen. Galatians, amen. Yes. Any other one? Philippians? But grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. John. John. Amen. So why is he all anything with amen? Because those things are saying end of story. This is standard. You, there is no continuation, so to say, from there. But there's one scripture that did not end with him. The book of Acts. Why the book of Acts? Because it is the act. It is the. It is how Christians ought to be behaving. So it is a continuous expectation that, and that's why in the book of Acts you don't see writings to judge. It is called Ishe Awa Apostate. That means that this is how they acted in their life. And the Bible consciously did not put Amen there. So that you will see, they will say that, excuse me, Paul lived this way. You say, I know, that was Paul's style. Nobody read the Bible. There is no Amen at the back. So that means the story still continues through you. Does this make sense? So as we begin to look now, he said, let me first first, first start with kings. He said he had made horse kings and priests. Now, the fact that you are a king does not mean you would exercise anything. Because the scripture says in Galatians chapter 4, he said, I say to you, as long as he is a child, though he is not different from a slave, although he is the master of everything, as long as a Christian is a child, and People have all sorts of definition of child that the scripture doesn't realize. That's the problem. Well, let me show you one thing that people also read in the scriptures. Have you heard the scripture that says, if you have, if you prophesy and you don't have love, people go and buy a job. Your mind is not pinned to another. That is right, but in the context of what the scripture is talking about in that particular word, that is like, I don't even know how to put it, but like less than half of the entirety of what scripture is talking about. That same scripture, um, 2 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, sorry, it says, it says, if you have gift to prophesy, and understand mysteries, and have all faiths, and could move mountains, and I have no love. 
you have nothing. So we say, Lord, ah. me and you are okay. So I can prophesy. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's how we operate. I wonder why the devil keeps hitting us down. It is good to read the Bible and understand it through Oxford Dictionary. But the Bible says that you interpret spirituality with spirituality. What he's saying that you let Bible interpret itself, not mm, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you, you, you read the Bible and Bible explains to you what he's saying. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So this is verse 2. Let's go to verse 4. He says, now this is love. Love suffers long. But in the process of that suffering, you will see him being kind. Why have you not been... You see, you don't know what I'm going through. I, I have suffered in my life. And when you are going to the ministry, you, you can't take it. See, everybody has a show. Everybody has a show. You cannot be, you cannot be, you are not the only person that has a show. See, you should have known all of these things. When, when God told you to do X, Y, you should be doing it. See, I have had Iriaye more than you. And I'm still having that Iriaye now. You will not read that when we explain love. That's why I say there are so many things in the scriptures that people explain, and the devil allows us only to a quarter of it, and we think we are okay. You had to walk all the way from home because you didn't have money, and you came to church. And you've been talking to somebody that you did not listen. And God now show you something. You now want to be saying, I have been telling you all these days. You are, you will not listen. See, you don't know suffering. I suffered from the place I'm from. I walked 10 miles to get here. Not for me to come and be wasting my time with you. And you, you don't listen. Have you heard something like that before? But we don't see that as not operating in love. Because the love is about, ah, no, but she's not. She's talking out of love to want her to grow. The Bible says that love will suffer long. See, this people I don't even understand why they put it. Because, you know, if he says suffer, it makes sense. But suffer long. And he now puts, and he's kind. Hallelujah. He said, love is not helping, neither pride in itself, it's not puffed up. Some of us don't attribute love for our guys. I have spoken, call the committee. One person said something. He said, God is so faithful. person said he was in the church. He was struggling about the particular person. He said, by this time next year, 
you will not be here. I saw it clearly and I know what I'm talking about. He said, if you are still here, may God take my life. Three years ago, three years ago, they are still dead today. All God needs to do is, excuse me, sir. You said. And when people learn those things from, it's from arrogance. I am talking. See, this is why. See, this is why the devil has proof of fists. Because as far as you are operating in love, as far as we see love, it's love is, ah, no, me and that guy, we are all good. We are on the same level. We are okay. We smile at each other. We love each other for me, for, for the heart. And the Bible is saying, please read further <laughs> to understand what I'm saying. He said, love does not seek his home. It is not provoked. He thinks no evil. He rejoices not in iniquity. See someone that has a couple of girlfriends and things like that because they are all in love. <laughs> and you think that that is qualified. See, that is why at times people don't, people just, just you see, there are times when God has also to read the scriptures. Don't just take a line and say, oh, they are not in love. We are here, we are prophesying and we are in love. And there is iniquity in that place. Now, please. Please take note of what the scripture did not say. The scripture did not say that there is no iniquity that may happen. What did he say? Rejoicing in iniquity. Only of be. When we are operating, see, some people have certain grace, some people don't have. Rejoicing, you see. You've done something wrong. I haven't seen God, I'm sorry. See, don't do what we are doing. Because we have some grace. We have worked with God to the point that there are some grace that we enjoy that you cannot enjoy. So please, don't, don't try it. If you try it, only have a part. I've got no mercy. The scripture says when you are operating in that kind of environment, you are not in love. I said that to kind of make us understand. There are so many things that people throw around the scripture. You just look at it, you just shake your head. If only people can read scriptures and allow scriptures to explain what they are saying, life will be easy. 
That's why I protect that house. It's like God did not, scripture did not say people will not sin. That's not what he's talking about. You should not sin. But he's not saying that those who are prophesied will be holy people. That's what he said. But when you are now rejoicing, what is rejoicing? Defending the wrong. You know that you have done something wrong. I know, wait, please, you cannot judge me. Oh. Everyone here is a sinner. <laughs> what, what, what right do they have to judge me? As if the day you get to heaven, we will all be standing together. <laughs> you will stand by yourself. But every one of them is misbehaving. Because when they come, I will attend to them. That is what rejoicing you see is about. Somebody was talking to me about about something in in the church, and I said to them, I said, "Say you see, you see my hunger. I am not angry because there is sin. I'm angry because there is rejoicing." God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, let's just quickly, because of our time, I'm just going to just, because the Bible talks about kings. I want you to, because people say, kings, ah, you know, let's see when God wanted to appoint a king. These are the rules he gave to them. Literally. He says, you shall surely set a king over you. He shall surely set a king over you, whom the Lord God chooses. Among, his, among your brethren shall you set a king over you. You may not set a foreigner over you who is not your brother. What is he saying? A king cannot be detached away from reality. Look at that. So he says, he must not have multiply, so he shall not multiply horses for himself. Now remember that one of the powers kings have is to acquire properties. God said, no, this king may have his power, but I am not, the way to serve as a king is not to control. He said, nor cause people to be done to Egypt. To multiply horses. He said, For the Lord said to you, You shall not return that way again. Let's go on, please. He said, Neither shall he multiply wives for himself. Now, what he said is, I know, you know, about Bessele, the king has spoken. He said, This is where David fell. He said, He shall not multiply wives for himself, lest his heart return away, and he shall greatly, uh, sorry, he shall, shall greatly multiply, nor shall he greatly multiply silver or, or gold for himself. He said, also, it shall be that when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write a copy of the law book, scriptures, from, the, from before the priest and the Levites. It shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life. So, when you are talking about a king, a king is a man that is devoted to the life of the scriptures. He said that he may learn the fear of the, of the Lord and be careful to observe all the laws and the statutes. 
He said that his heart may not be lifted above his brethren, that he may not turn aside from the commandments to uh, commandments to, to the right or to the left, that he may prolong his days and his kingdom, and he and his children in the midst of Israel. What he's saying is that I am not organized. I, I, God is not looking for kings that think that they are there to command and not serve. That's why Jesus said, when he said, who is the greatest? Jesus said, <laughs> you know, you must be ready to serve. The way to express power in the kingdom of God is serving. That is why I started off when I said that scripture to us, is that when people talk about king, people talk about, you know, ah, you know, you must have dominion, yes, but how you express your dominion is in service. Some people, you cannot tell them, please, can you stand and not do the, excuse me, please. That's why somebody said to Jesus, when, can you grant seed for my children? Jesus said, I know if they can take up this cup. The way to express your kingship is not by shouting everywhere. <laughs> it is by with the power of God upon your life, you commit to service. That's why Jesus was saying that, you know, the problem is that when people hear king, that's why I told his disciples, he said, the Gentiles, they lord over themselves. But in my kingdom, it is different. That's why I was saying that there are so many things that people read in the scriptures, and their perspective about what the scriptures is saying is to, is, they are reading it based on what they think the traditionally says to you. Are we together? Yes. So, so, so God, 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 God prepares his kings. God prepares his kings. How does God prepare kings? David was not prepared on the day he took throne. When God was going to prepare David, he said, I have found. And one of the things God said about David, he said, he looks after sheep. He will look after my people. Why? David, where his brothers were at home, he went to look after the sheep. The Bible says that at the time when an animal came to come and hit his father's sheep, he stood and defended it with his own life. He could have said, excuse me, that kid, that, that, those, that, would, that would sort it out. It's not my sheep, is it? Somebody who cannot serve in another man's business is not prepared to become king. That's why Jesus said, you that cannot are unfaithful in another man's thing, how much more shall they be faithful to another? See, some people will say, that, me, I'm not pastor. See, you know, I, 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 I cannot be, see, I, 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 it's not, it's not, you know, there's, 
limited thing I can do now. You know, I can I'm not pastor. Um, a pastor has to be here early. Pastor has to sleep. You know, he's the pastor. And God is saying, no, no, no. See, when I raise my kings, they are, they express their power in service. So let's just go to let's go to um, Numbers chapter eight. Sorry, because of our time. Now, the way God sees your priesthood, God sees it as an honor upon you. Most Christians these think things and they go, you know, some people don't even know God, and 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 things are prospering for them. Me, I'm suffering. Oh, the work of God is suffering. There is no part in the scriptures where you will see a servant of God say that they are losing because they are in prison. Paul, who is the person that went, the Bible says that Paul was under the sea for a night. The, basically, the ship wrecked. He said, I have spent a night inside the water, inside the ocean, holding on to um, a plaque for a whole night. Paul never used the word that that event, you never see Paul talk about it. That's what Paul said. Paul was talking, he said, don't cry for me. He would say that whatever, I said, I lose everything that I may gain. Paul would never say, ah, see, see how my life has been. See, there's no way that will serve God. Ah, your life must, suffering must be there. They don't see. Am I saying that you ride the car all the time? No. I'm saying that when you compare the joy of God to whatever you're going with, it's irrelevant. So when some people are saying, ah, so one of my guys will say, some people told him that, sir, you were suffering. He said, ah, maybe when suffering came, I did not know. Because I am so, I am so, see, this is why you have some Christians. Let me just explain it to you this way. This is why you have some Christians who God cannot say to you now, Pack your bags and go to Afghanistan. There are very few. Because we count that as suffering. That's why you have seen another Christian who will be a medical doctor in this country hanging greatly sell all his properties and go to Africa to serve God. One of my guys said, ask the question, which I will ask. Are you going to the same level? And you will never see them at any point in time complain. Because the joy they have seen is far more greater than those physical things. 
That's why God is saying, I am looking for laborers, but laborers only have, laborers only have choice of where they want to serve. If someone say, may you all end up in Afghanistan, you will not No, I'm not saying, I don't know, I've not listened to all prophecies. But if I was to take a range of prophecies, you know what I'm trying to say? I, I hardly hear prophecies that say to people that return to Nigeria. Don't worry, God is going to see you there. Everybody's always here. I was sharing my concern with Safi and uh, a couple of uh, Manuel also a couple of weeks ago. Is it that which gospel have we received? The same Peter that God set out of prison with the gates open, angels walking through. Is same Peter that was killed and hung upside down? We claim that part of scriptures. You don't see the other side of it. Because your gospel is placed on everything going good. Everything is suffering. Because it's just important that we balance, our, we balance the world, right? That John the Baptist, sorry, John the Beloved that wrote the book of Revelation was thrown into hot, boiling oil. And Peter and Paul will say, I, if, I'm, if my suffering is from God, I love it. Question. If you want, if, if, you know, we don't have that kind of suffering. Amen. But what I'm just saying is that, how do you define your work with God? Ah, I, I have been suffering. Oh, God knows I have been suffering. God is like, God help us, Jesus. We are almost done. He says, and he said, I have given as the Levite as a gift to Aaron and his children to do the work in the tabernacle. What did God say? I have it is a gift to them. He said, He said that there may be no plague among the children of Israel when they come to the sanctuary. He said, I am giving them a special gift. Do you see your work with God as a special gift from God or as a body? Now he said that there may be no plague in the children of Israel when the children of Israel come near to the tabernacle. So what they're saying is that when Aaron is standing in gap for the children of Israel, when they call, they get easier access to God. And God is saying that Aaron is a priest. When you go to Revelation, he said, no, that's not what he has made you. He has made you a priest for God. Are we getting there? Amen. Let me just quickly go to um, Numbers chapter. Sorry, yeah, don't worry. Um, Matthew 25, sorry. Matthew 25. 
The Bible says the kingdom of God is like a, 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 a servant, a man walking, traveling, and he called his servants to deliver to them goods. And he gave one five talents, he gave one, another one two talents, he gave another one, um, one talent according to his own ability. And he immediately went on a journey. How many of us think that those people, one is, is, at, is, is at more advantage than the other? Please go to the professor. One had five, one had two, one had one. If you if we read this scripture well, every one of it was given to them according to their ability. In fact, you could say that the person that had five has less ability than the one that has one. Is it not possible? Because their whole job is to go and do trading impacts the environment. And God gave one one, he said, I know this one, he will quickly make return. The other one he gave five because he you know maybe if you lose one, like a couple of four, it will make sense. But what we read it now is that we say, ah, God is unjust. I want you to know that whatever God has given you, what's an ability? Ability is the place you have influence over. That is the place you have you can you can reach. <coughs> so your area of interest could be your family, definitely. Your family, your workplace, the people that are connected to you. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So we are, we're drawing this to a close. Romans said. God has raised you as king. But a king needs dominion. That is why they have kingdom. A king without a dominion is a ballet. There's a ballet because that's only their house. <laughs> At least they today have to be there. The question is, when God comes you, oh, there is something going on in that family. I have put a king there. What is my king doing? There are issues in this country. I have put my kings in those places. What are they doing? You know the problem? As I mean in this country now, God forbid, there are issues. And everybody saying, ah, this country is bad. This country is finished. And Queen of England now say, hey, this country is bad. This country is finished. You know there is, there is, there is problem. The job of the queen 
is to listen to your challenges and think about a way how. But what we have Christians doing now, they are part of the ones that complain. This, this country can never be good. And they are kings. The challenge with a king is that a king, most of the time, their rulership starts from their throne. That's why he said they are kings and priests. Kings give or give command. Priests pray for people. It lies within your throne. That's why the Bible says that he that can control his tongue, control his life. So you can have kings that will be sitting down running commentary. And you don't know that seals are coming upon what you're saying. All I'm here just to say to you is that the definition of God about you when he sees you he sees a king and a priest. And he expects you to treat it as a gift and honor, not as a burden upon your life. And he expects you to carry yourself in the dignity of your office. Are we together? May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's go to um, um, Second Corinthians. The Bible says that now we are ambassadors of Christ. As though God is pleading through us. So the apostles had to understand that when we stand in a place, God himself is speaking through us to people. So people cannot say no. Why? Because God is expressing himself through us. When you understand that, when you are talking to somebody, you are not you, you are you are giving God access that God, this person is sick. I just heard that somebody is sick and I go there. And I just say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Why? Because I am very conscious that God inside of me is reaching out to them. When you begin to understand that, there are certain things, the way you would do things will be different. The way you would, see, it's not until when you hit somebody's head and say, oh, Jesus. No, that's not what I'm saying because they'll catch you for assault if you go, if God can hear you. But you are so conscious of God that you are carrying that when, when something is happening at work, you begin to go, God, there has to be an answer to this. Consciousness of the fact, seeing yourself the way God sees you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colossians says, he says that, he, he, says, he says that, and I, I love this scripture, he says, which 
I became a minister according to the stewardship which God has given to me for you to fulfill God's to, to fulfill the word of God. The mystery that is Ashiri, which has been hinting from ages and generations. What he said is that Elijah, Moses, did not understand this mystery. Isaiah did not understand it. He now said, but as we revealed to us, he said, leave it there, please. As been revealed to us, he says, and you would think that, ah, come on, wait. Stalalu, How many of us have, you know? Great mystery. God has revealed great mystery to us. You would think that when Paul was talking about great mystery, you would say that people say, ah, I saw some angels. There is a particular type of angel that Moses did not see. You know, I was I was in uni when they went one of the brothers said something at the time. It was very interesting. He said he just did something which was like in inverted commas, well, not inverted commas, a spiritual work. He did something. And he said to me, he said, that thing is so powerful. And the repercussion the devil is after me. So God. Now release the angel standing beside you to be following me about. I said, okay. So that means that, that there's no angel anymore beside God. <laughs> God help us in Jesus' name. Now, when you see this mystery, when somebody is telling you that there is a mystery that Paul, that uh, Moses did not see, that Elijah did not see, that um, Isaiah did not see, that Abraham did not understand. What is this mystery? The mystery is, next verse, please, to go with God, to them that God had made known that which is the mystery among the angels, sorry, Gentiles, which is, this is the mystery, Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, if I said that, if Paul were to preach in here, Paul said, there is a mystery. Oh, a powerful mystery. Angel, angels have been trying to see it. Do you know the mystery? What is it? Christ in you, the hope of glory. What will you do? <laughs> <laughs> we think it's something serious. I know something about And I can see Paul who just go, ah! That's why the, that's why Paul told Gentile, uh, the Galatians. Do you know what he said? He said, who bewitched you? What does bewitchment mean? That means, what can you actually? Paul was saying, for you not to understand what is inside of you, they are following you from your village. Paraphrase of what he said in Galatians. He said, oh, we are not foolish. But what Paul said, oh, foolish Galatians, who bewitch you that you will not understand that this thing is such a powerful mystery that even the, the prophets of the world are struggling to understand. That is why the point we are in 
is the point which the devil has ever been. Making people question their identity. That's why Paul was shouting. He said, and we preach him, warning every man and teaching a man in all wisdom that we may present you a perfect, a perfect in Christ Jesus. What are we doing? We are warning people that don't take this for granted. Something happened inside of you. Paul, the problem is as Christians go, I know it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. I thought he was going to say something interesting. Christ in me, the hope of glory. When the children of Cephas, when they wanted to cast out that demon, what did that demon say? Jesus I know. Paul I know. Why? They could not define it. What did the Bible say? He pounced on them. He tore their clothes. Why? It's not because, because they cannot define who they are. Do you know who you are? Or are you a product of Akure? That's where my father comes from. Or are you from <laughs> Ah? I give dignity what? That is why the devil is that is why you are still happy that I give you because your definition is from where your father came from. That is why you think that you cannot do anything to advance in life because you came from a poor home. Because you are defining yourself from the father that gave birth to you. Our Paul was saying, we are warning people. When you miss this, see, for Paul to say, we are warning. It's a warning to people. It's an alarm that Christians should have ringing in their mind. But we don't. There was a time that, you know, we, you can quote, I, I, I enjoy, I, 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 I went on a kind of child speak to God about certain things, and God was saying to me, this thing that you're doing, the Bible, and I said, ah, you know that I am human. Even your Bible says, sir, that if a righteous man falls seven times, he will rise up again. And I said, I forgot to say, yes, it's not a problem. But if you are supposed to go from here to here, and you are falling and standing, falling and standing, falling and standing, what day are you going to get to where you are going? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the Bible tells us that's the last bit of we'll go to school. No, sorry. It says, uh, 
It says, no, don't worry. Yeah, it says, and Acts chapter 41 to 42. And those who received the word of God were baptized. And there were about 3,000 was added to the church. Now, this is what people understood. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. This was what they signed up for. They signed up for prayers. That is what? Prayer meetings. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They signed up for teachings and fellowship in breaking bread. We are not organizing sport day because we want you to be fit. You can do that in gym. <laughs> but part of Christian doctrine is that we have time to fellowship and break bread. Why we encourage people to stay back and eat something from there where we can chat with one another is because the service does not end. When you say, Oh, the Ephesians Christ to Luawa, the student said, Yeah, we said, Amen. No, because the way you, know, when you hear it, Oh, the Ephesians, that's what I was saying. The way you hear it, we say, The grace of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Amen. You don't understand what's going on, I'm saying, but don't worry. Amen. Amen. So, after the grace, there is the breaking of bread. So I'm saying to us, when we say please hang around, we are not trying to waste your time. It is part of spiritual work. Mm-hmm. There is a reason why Jesus was in the same place with his bread. And there's a reason why, and God will help us, we'll get there. But there's a reason why churches in the scriptures were called the Church of Galatians. Church because it was local. People knew themselves. And I just wanted to point that out as we close today. That if you read scriptures, and you come to prayers, you are doing one over, sorry, two over three. Two over five. Two over five. 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 I'll take that one. Amen. <laughs> 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 it is. <laughs> but, so, score yourself. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.